today. Attorney General Bill Barr spars with Democrats on the Hill. Democrats argue over the latest coronavirus stimulus bill and Twitter and Facebook delete a viral video promoted by one of the Trumps on COVID-19 and hydroxychloroquine. You're not allowed to talk about possible treatment plans. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by America's favorite cowboy, Chad Prather, back in the house. Glad to join you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Mm -hmm. Also joined by one of my favorites, one of my personal favorites, oh. CEO of Alexo Athletica, <laughs> Amy you. Robbins. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. Here. Yes, we're happy to have you. We were talking all things baby before the uh, before we started. We weren't. So I, okay, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll stop for the show to give you people the news, I guess. Yeah, you met you people. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr clashed with the Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee earlier today over accusations that he is carrying out President Trump's political wishes as he appeared for an, a long-awaited hearing uh, where tensions flared over protests and riots following George Floyd's death in police custody because I feel like we're living in Groundhog's Day and these riots are never going to stop, never going to go away. It's just the same thing every single day. Uh, this hearing was delayed because we got word that Jerry Nadler was in a car accident and then he showed up and he got on his phone book on his chair and he <laughs> just assumed the position. And uh, here is a little bit of what happened at the hearings today. Watch. I now recognize uh, Mr. Chabot. Mr. Attorney General, would it be accurate to say that it's this administration's responsibility, and of course you're part of the administration, to see that federal laws are upheld and that the federal property uh, is secure and safe and protected? Is that correct? <clears throat> That's right, Congressman. There are sort of distinct missions. One mission is to enforce federal law. And by the way, the federal government is the sovereign of the United States. We have two sovereigns here uh, in the United States, and we enforce the federal law all over the country. Every square foot of the country, we enforce federal law. The other is protecting federal property, and specifically U.S. courthouses, which are the heart of federal property in all 93 jurisdictions in the United States. And we have the obligation to protect to protect federal courts, and the U.S. Marshals specifically have been given that obligation. Federal courts are under attack. Since when is it okay to try to burn down a federal court? If someone went down the street to the Prettyman Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial-grade fireworks in to start a fire, throw kerosene balloons in and, and start fires in the court, is that okay? Is that okay now? No, the U.S. Marshals have a duty to stop that and defend the courthouse, and that's what we are doing in Portland. We are at the courthouse defending the courthouse. We're not out looking for trouble. Chad, uh, your thoughts on Bill Barr's remarks on the federal law enforcement coming in? He's not wrong. I mean, our law enforcement, our National Guard, and our military exist to liberate, serve, and protect, unlike most nations of the world whose military exists to oppress. Mm -hmm. They're used as a long arm of the state in order to keep people down and make sure that the people in power stay in power. This is a situation where he's right. We're not out, they're not out looking for for trouble, but let's face it, these Congress people that are questioning him, and it was quite interesting, it became a th three-ring circus for a while that was just absolutely purposeless. 
You know, when Eric Swalwell opens his mouth, it tends to get a little bit uh, idiocracy there. But they can end all of this stuff. All they have to do is come out and condemn it. All they have to do is come out and condemn it. Democrats and Republicans alike stand together, united, and say, no, this is America. We're going to be a united America. Let's stop being divisive. Let's come together. We can disagree. It's okay to be, be, be big boys and girls and have, you know, be able to handle an opinion that's not ours. But stop doing what you're doing, and let's sort this thing out. But they're not going to do that. You haven't. Jerry Nadler himself said to our buddy Austin Fletcher, he said, that's a myth. The violence of Antifa in Portland, that's a myth. So uh, if it's all mythology, I mean, I heard that Portland protesters are starting to say that his crash this morning was a myth. Who knows? We'll find out. But. <laughs> All you got to do is say it to make it true, <laughs> apparently, right. Amy. I don't, they can't even get on the same page as to what's going on. I mean, if you were one of the ones who had the unfortunate time to have to watch this today, I mean, yeah. you would quickly realize Jerry can't even figure out if, do I wear my mask? Do I hold my mask? Do I put my mask? Did he really? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you just watched that clip. He didn't even have his mask right, on at yeah, that point. No so now mask. we can't even get on the same page as to do we wear a mask? Do we not? Um, are these violent protests? Are they peaceful protests? Like, It doesn't even seem like the truth matters mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, they they want to distort the truth. They want to suppress the truth. They don't even want. It, it's just it, like you said, it's a circus mm -hmm. right now. And I, I mean, yeah, if you're not paying attention to what's going on, which most aren't, I get comments every day on how ridiculous. Do you support Trump sending in federal troops against U.S. citizens? Well, that's not what's going on. Right. If you remember, our Constitution does actually allow the government to protect us against foreign and domestic mm -hmm. terrorists. And when you've got Antifa infiltrating these riots that are turning these peaceful protests into something destructive, well, then, yes, the federal government does have a right to go in and to suppress terrorist groups, which, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Antifa just declared sure a were. domestic yes. terrorist group? Yes. And, you know, why don't the why don't the people that are wanting to peacefully protest condemn this? Mm -hmm. Why aren't they trying to stop these people from hijacking their mission and their message? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, and, and in, in your point, too, lies the fact that uh, the federal government also need, I mean, there's a whole other subset of citizens that they're supposed to protect, right? Like, it's not mm -hmm. just the rioters that we're thinking of. It's the other people, the unfortunate people who have to live in Portland and, you know, are dealing with businesses being burned down yeah. and, you know, apartment complexes being set on fire. And, I mean, there's something to that as well. It's not just the rioters that I think we should be worried about. Chad? You know, I'm one of the first ones, and as I know both of you are, I'm against government overreach. Yes. I don't want the government in a place where it shouldn't be. But as he said, these are federal buildings, these yes. are federal properties. They belong to them. Yeah. They have to foot the bill, not only to build them, to repair them and clean them up and keep them clean and make sure that they're operational. They're the ones who change the filters out in the air conditioning units. So and if, they are used if, by the law-abiding citizens that's who right. didn't choose for these rioters yep. to come so, wreak havoc on their city. Exactly. Then the, to that point, while I don't believe in governmental overreach, I do believe in the rule of law. And yes. that is where the rule of law is supposed to be exercised mm -hmm. in this country. So they are basically saying, well, no, we're anarchists. We are going to tear down what we see as the rule of law. Symbolically, at least, we're tearing down the rule of law in this nation. No one can tell me truly what these people are even supposedly protesting. Right. It's not George Floyd. No. It's not George Floyd at this point. So nobody knows what they're protesting. These are anarchists. And you're right, Amy. They've been named a domestic terror, terrorist organization. They're being funded. 
they're being used really mm -hmm. as cannon fodder because somebody's waiting on some craziness to break down and it's going to, I keep saying this and people think I'm calling for it, I'm not, but I just know human nature. I've read my Bible and I've read my history books and I'm telling you this doesn't last very long without some things going really, really mm -hmm. south and getting violent. And when it does, you don't put that genie back in the bottle. I want to uh, I want to hit on one other thing that you said, Amy, which was that the truth really just does not matter anymore. And mm -hmm. I think that it was it really was so telling and on full display uh, today during this hearing. Um, Jerry Nadler once again went on to claim that Bill Barr and his department have quote downplayed the effects of systemic racism. And he also addressed, I know, it just makes you, I mean, my blood pressure is going through the roof right now. Uh, and uh, in relation to the Russia probe, he said that under, under Barr, the DOJ's attitude was that the president's enemies will be punished, his friends will be protected no matter the cost, and that the DOJ's actions have caused, quote, real damage to our democratic norms, which is weird because I feel like there was a heavily funded uh, by taxpayers investigation into the Russia probe and they didn't find what Jerry Nadler just said. I'm also confused too. Is it the DOJ's job to stop and dismantle systemic racism? <laughs> Is that now in their job description? Too? But again, nobody knows Nobody knows what the truth is. Nobody knows what the truth of, like, what is the DOJ set up for, what they're supposed to be doing, what they're supposed to be protecting. People don't even understand that. And then they're making comments mm -hmm. when they don't really know what's supposed to be happening here. I mean, it, it's literally like we are living in this alternate universe mm -hmm. right now where people don't know their constitution. Mm -hmm. I loved for the, the part of the hearing that I got to hear before we came on the show. I loved hearing the Democrats continue to quote and use the Constitution. Oh, yeah. When it first time reading it, guys, <laughs> when it serves their purpose. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all have a freedom. They love freedom of speech. That is their favorite part of the Constitution. First Amendment. How about that second one? Well, right. The one that actually protects their <laughs> right. <laughs> their right, right to freedom of speech. You know, so I mean, people it's just lost. It, it's mm -hmm. chaos out there right now. People don't want to go and do their own research, which I would highly recommend going and researching what the role of the DOJ is, what the role of the federal government is, what your constitution actually says mm -hmm. in states before you just start going off the cuff and quoting it. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, uh, I had someone tell me that I should not be talking about systemic racism. I wouldn't know what that is, me looking like I do. <laughs> so apparently you have to be, I guess, dark-skinned in order to understand what systemic racism is, which would lead me to believe whoever is saying that has absolutely no idea what systemic racism would would mean. Yeah, I don't know how the Department of Justice, which is obviously biased, <laughs> we've already seen that over and over again, and how they're going to control what exists supposedly in somebody's heart. You know, I, on my show, we defined racism in a way that said, if something is withheld from you that everyone else has available to them because of the color of your skin, that is systemic racism. Mm -hmm. If it's built into the system, the system no the one can really show me. Has that existed in America? 100%. Yes. It has. And 50 to 70 years past Jim Crow, we're making some enormous strides that still need to continue going. But to say that there's systemic racism that especially is widespread and rampant is absolutely ludicrous. And to the point, and to the point, and I'll put them both together, they should be happy that most gun owners in America 
are not using the Second Amendment the way they're attempting to use the First mm -hmm. Amendment because it's a complete violation of this thing. To say that I have a right to peacefully assemble, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. I believe you have a right to peacefully assemble while holding that firearm. You can march right down the middle of that taxpayer-funded street. That is fine with me. If only that's all that they were but doing. But if that's all you were doing, and obviously the firearms aside, they're finding ways to do it. I mean, these people, the way the way they find things to use as practical forms of weapons, everything from umbrellas to fireworks to, it's it's insane. The, the milkshakes, you yeah. know, and the cement cups and styrofoam cups. I don't know, man. They, they, they just... They're just trying to egg it on and egg it on and egg it on. And you're right. To see them use the Constitution, it's like a speechwriter gave them something and they read it off and they didn't even know that they were reading mm -hmm. the Constitution. Yeah. Well, and most people listening to them haven't even read the Constitution. To know, they're just like, ah, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I, I like what you said. That sounds good. You know how many times, right Amy, and, and look, I, we make a living doing this, right, talking about these things. Do you know how many times I've had to say, you know what, I, let me go look up the 16th Constitution Amendment and, and, just, mm -hmm. and let me just see exactly how it's worded and, and try to unpack it while I'm in the middle of a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's written by some guys in the 1700s and 1800s, those amendments, you know, and as America has developed even into the in 1900s, and sometimes that language ain't exactly the way we talk in yes. my, my vernacular. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so I got to go see what in the hell they talking about. But, you know, so this idea, this this interpretive idea that everybody knows exactly what was the intent of the founding fathers, but let's just take the parts we can understand. What I always say is, if nothing else, read the parts of your Bible that are highlighted. Don't try to figure out all that stuff in there, you know, who begat who. Just read the parts that are highlighted and underlined. That's, that's better than most are doing with the Constitution. Yeah, so true. All right, we've got a lot more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Home Title Lock. So uh, you probably think you own a security system, you're protected, your home's protected anytime you leave, anything like that. You just set your alarm and then you're out. And you're like, well, it's protected because if anything happens, the cops are going to call me and I'll know that someone is breaking into my home. Well, what you are not aware of, uh, if you do not listen to this program, is that you are still susceptible to home title fraud, which is one of the fastest growing growing crimes right now, according to the FBI. And uh, this is even more devious than a burglar coming into your house because what these thieves do is they go online where your home title is stored. They can forge your name. They pull your, your home title. They forge your name on the deed stating that you've sold your home. And then they can refile as the new owner. They can do whatever they want with all of your equity. Your retirement nest egg could just be gone, vanished right out from under you. And you have no, no repercussions because Guess what? There is no identity theft program, no banking program. Nothing will protect you except, here's the good news, Home Title Lock does. The instant they detect tampering, they mobilize to shut it down and let you know. Now, first things first. You got to go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you are already a victim and don't know it. Because like I said, you will not know it unless you go and register your address. You don't want to be one of the people that waits until it's too late and you've lost all your money and you can't get it back. All right. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code Y for 30 free days of protection. That is promo code W-H-Y-Y at HomeTitleLock.com. That is HomeTitleLock.com.
Democrat leadership, uh, including, of course, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, brought momentum on the latest proposed coronavirus relief package to a screeching halt. Uh, today, they refused to cooperate or compromise on the bill unless it restores a full $600 per week supplement and unemployment benefit to out-of-work Americans. Uh, now, of course, Republicans are saying that we don't want to extend the $600 per week benefit because, you know, you're kind of like incentivizing people to remain unemployed, which if we really want to get people back to work, we probably shouldn't do that. Uh, but uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer said we are somewhat frustrated. We had hoped there would be a bill. And instead, in the Senate, they put little pieces here and there. We hope they can get their act together. We very much want to get something done for the needs of the people and and the needs of the country, which is weird because I feel like they always find reasons to hold up these coronavirus relief packages instead of providing relief to the citizens uh, quickly. Nancy Pelosi uh, said she cited reports that the bill allows business owners to take more in select business expenses like client entertainment as a tax credit. So she said they have a tax credit for expensive dinners and lunches, but no money for f- no money for food stamps <laughs> or nutrition <laughs> assistance. There's no money for that. You, you almost I, do that too well. I, well, Chad, I ha, I, there's not water I, in here. I, I this isn't water. <laughs> I actually found myself day. doing that voice the other day when I was trying to quote something from her because of you. <laughs> well, she just makes it too damn easy. Uh, she said if they, if the Republicans are not getting to the fundamentals of food and rent and economic survival, they're not really ready to have a serious negotiation. Chad, again, I mean, I hate to bring up things like facts and history and stuff like (laughs) that, but I feel like it's been the Democrats every time when the Republicans or anyone has put forth a bill and said, let's help the American people now. We can't tell them they have to shut down their businesses and not give them something. Let's help them now and we can deal with the rest later. The Democrats are always the one who say, well, but hold on a second. You didn't include some some of my other pet projects, because what about the climate? We need to include the climate stuff in the coronavirus relief bill. Uh, well, Work that out for me. Well, <laughs> you, you remember what LB, LBJ said? <laughs> <laughs> Which you, thing? You, you Which remember time? what LBJ <laughs> said about, you know, you give me, you know, the blah, 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 great society, 200 years, <laughs> um, voting Democrat. Here's, here's the way I interpret this whole thing in a nutshell. I'm going to come up from a macro level. For the longest time, the Democrats have known that they have the black community, in many cases the Hispanic community, Mm -hmm. dependent upon the government, right? Mm -hmm. They've done that. They have destroyed the nuclear family. Easy voter. The the, the patriarchal aspect of the the home has been destroyed. You know, in 1965, 25% of African-American homes were single parent. Now 75%. What they have discovered, whether on purpose or not, they've discovered a way to find, to get people who are outside of the low-income community dependent on the government teat, if you will. Mm -hmm. And now it's another form of welfare system where people, by and large, who are educated professionals in many cases have said, this is okay, this is nice, how long can we work this thing out? Uh, and they know that. And having known that, if they can, is, at the end of the day, what does it come down to? It comes down to November 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So both sides are trying to manipulate this thing to see how can we appease the voter that's out there. And that's what's frustrating. You know, 
And I would have said, too, it's coming down to November 2020. Mm-hmm. But what I think this bill is trying to do now at this point is it doesn't matter what happens in 2020. We used to be so worried about Bernie Sanders getting it because, oh, we can't let socialism. We can't turn America into a socialist country. This is inadvertently pulling our country towards socialism, 100%. regardless of who is in power, because forget getting people back to work. I love that there was zero mention. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi never talks about getting people yeah. back to work because maybe just let people open their businesses. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Simple Call it a crazy solution. concept. It, it, right. I mean, it, it, I think at the heart, people want to work. People mm-hmm. want to make something of themselves. They want to better the situation that they are in. No one thinks that being dependent on the government is going to make you a wealthy person. You yeah. don't get rich by uh, taking government handouts. Right. You get wealthy by... Uh, <laughs> a high school football coach used to ask us, how long is it going to take you to be a millionaire <laughs> making minimum wage? Yeah. It's so it's true. Not, and it's the same on government's assistance. So. I mean, it, but you're absolutely right. And for those of us who are griping and complaining that we... They say they have not, you know, well, they don't want to go to work to have. Mm -hmm. They want to continue to rely on the government and just open our country back up and please let people get back to work. We would have less rioters in the street. Those people don't have jobs. Should have never closed down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Should have never closed down. And and I will fight that to my dying breath. I'm sure it'll be a coronavirus (laughs) attributed death. I want to go all Glenn Beck, though, and go, I told you all a year ago. That talking and I was talking about California when I said they're going to use (laughs) this is good so far (laughs) capitalism to bring in socialism. That's what they're going to do. Mm. They can't just bring in socialism. So they have to use the system Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) already in place. That's what they have to do. So California did it. They, 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 they choke people with capitalism. There's so many taxes. There's so many things that you have to pay for. Property, everything. You can't buy a house out there. So what we're seeing happening is this same situation. Now they're using, we're going to use money and give it to you. Mm-hmm. And we will bring you into a state of socialism and you'll never at any time have voted for an AOC or a Bernie Sanders or anybody else. And suddenly you wake up one day and you're like, what world am I living in? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, how, so how do you think I, I want to ask? I didn't both cry. Of you. That would have been a good. Glenn. I could have <laughs> cried. You should have cried. Yeah. Get some water and just sprinkle it on you right there. Uh, How do you think, you know, if you're looking at how this affects the election, right? You've got the people on the right who are not, it's not like they're going to vote for Joe Biden. You've got the people on the left who are way too far gone. They've got Trump derangement syndrome. They're not moving to the other side. So really you're looking at the independents. How does the independent look at this? I mean, because I'm looking at it, I don't know, using like reason and logic. And I'm like, you can't possibly think that this is good for the country, for our children, for our children's children, for our children's children's children to keep passing these bills and stop people from working. I have to believe that independents are more reasonable than to just say, well, yeah, these damn Republicans won't keep spending money that we don't have. What, what do you what, what 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 bills are getting passed? Don't we just print money? Right. That's Isn't right. that what happens? I mean, from, uh, yeah, that's right. you have too many people that don't understand who ends up paying for this. Yeah. But I think if that's their plan to keep people dependent on the government, 
I mean, if you go to work and you actually get a paycheck, then you see your money go to the government. Did which you see the viral video on, that went no. around? No, oh, I'll, I'll talk to you during the break. <laughs> I'll have to see it. But so again, yeah. I think it goes back to you can keep people out of work and never see their paycheck going to the government. Mm-hmm. Then they, they don't. What know. does it matter to them who's paying for any of this? They don't know who's paying for any of this yeah. stuff. So doesn't doesn't affect them one way or the other. Yeah, I think I, we we should all just pay quarterly taxes. I think, and that would change the entire system. So I, st- I stirred things up over the weekend uh, in my gubernatorial statement of unpopular politics. Oh, I said that. Property taxes, for instance, needs to be abolished. There's ways for Texans to prosper without bringing mm-hmm. in a I'm voting for without, Chad without yep. bringing in a state income tax. And people wanted to fight me. They want to fight me on that stuff. But it's a general rule that people don't understand simple economics. And I will encourage people to read the the creature. I think it's the creature from. Uh, Jekyll Island. It talks about the founding of the Federal Reserve and everything mm-hmm. that Amy just said. You, you need to read that because this idea that you can just keep printing the money and keep putting it in people's pockets and taking care of them, it, it does two things. One, economically it bankrupts a country, but uh, on the other side it bankrupts people's hearts. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing. You can't factor out human nature. You know, Romans, Romans chapter uh, Three, I believe it is, says that the heart, you know, runs to evil. It, it run the feet run to evil. We do that, you know. The love of money is the root of all evil. So what happens? We're pursuing this thing, and it doesn't say the money. Money is the root of all evil, and, but it's the love of money. It makes people do some crazy, crazy things, including vote the wrong people into the wrong places to make the wrong decisions for your life. Yeah. All right, we have got Preaching much more coming up. Back in a minute with Preacher Chad. I was about to ask her, were you a pastor in your former life? In your former life? Former life? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is that the most shocking thing ever? <laughs> I want to give a, uh, a warm welcome to someone else who just snuck in on the program, our good friend Graham Allen, uh, author of the new book, America 316, and of course, podcast host of Dear America. Graham, you're an author now. Look at that. I Well, it just shows that they'll give that title to just about anyone these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy to uh, we're happy to be joined by you, even if just remote. Um, I do want to talk. I do want to give you um, a little bit to talk about your book, but I want to get into this news story with you because I think that you um, you you posted the video of it. So Twitter and Facebook now both have taken down a video of a press conference in Washington, D.C. that happened yesterday that President Trump had reposted. Um, It was shared more than 14 million times on just Facebook alone. And it was it featured doctors and medical personnel from a group called America's Frontline Doctors who share their opinions on coronavirus and the response to the pandemic. Uh, Basically, their opinions were not in in line with what the CDC and who have been saying, the World Health Organization, uh, and they shared their success in hydroxychloroquine. They said that uh, we shouldn't be, we don't need to wear masks, and that's not allowed even if you're a medical doctor, I guess. So, Graham, what are your what are your thoughts on all of this? And and you shared, did you share a video that had been taken down from this? Oh, yeah, you know, you know, I shared it. And so, uh, yeah, I put it up and we had a couple hundred thousand shares within the first couple hours. Um, And then around 930 at night, somebody wrote and said it had been taken down. Go look. It's taken down. I have to go into 
the business manager for Facebook to find even a notification and it says that I violated community standards in Facebook. So let's dissect what happened last night if we if we can really quick. Let, let's remove the fact of are these doctors revealing this huge conspiracy that's going on? Let's remove that for a second. Even if they're wrong, I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying they're wrong. Shouldn't we as Americans have the right to choose what we watch and what we listen to and make decisions for ourselves. It is the equivalent of your kid asking you, can they watch the rated R movie? And they, and you saying, no, it's not appropriate for you. You're not old enough yet. That's what Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff did to millions upon millions of grown American adults yesterday. They said that they know better than you know of what needs to be seen. And then Facebook says they took it down because it's false information. How did you verify that in six hours? Who did you talk to to verify that this is false and harmful information? It is It is the most blatant censorship I have seen yet since I've been doing this. I mean, you're talking about millions of people who saw this in like six hours and everyone saw firsthand what censorship actually looks like. Yeah. Chad, what are your thoughts on uh, on how this all played out? This is a perfect example of how Obamacare plays out. Yeah, you can keep your doctor. You can make the choice to keep your doctor unless your doctor says something that the mm. state sanctioned doctor doesn't agree with. And then, you know what? You can't keep your doctor anymore. I mean, this is a thing where here are people who have been to medical school that's the whole idea of being able to go get a second opinion. Right. Uh, these people have been to medical school. They are credible. They know who they are. You can check their credentials. Right. Uh, we're not even talking about whether they're reputable or not. They could have gone to the same medical schools, they, by exactly. the way. The exact same medical schools taking the exact same courses. But unless, but unless you know, Fauci says it or Burks says it, then you can't listen to it. And so Graham's exactly right. Look how good he looks. <laughs> Look how good he looks. And that, Let me tell you something. I read, he's moving all over. He doesn't know what he's doing. I, oh, I, that was just your arm, Graham. I was looking at the book behind you. And then, of course, well, Stu doesn't Apparently, we're having, well, just keep going. People can't see but that. No, that's, that's exactly right. Keep going. Let me tell you, the devil is in Obamacare. The devil is in this technology. I'm going to cast the devil out of Graham They're Allen. They're trying to censor us right now. I understand. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about when they come down, Big Brother's watching. This is Al Just Huxley's Brave New World. Graham, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too, buddy. It's not the same. It's not the same. I miss you. Every time I go through Texas, though, you leave. It's like you find out I'm coming and you get out of there. Well, unlike the rest of you talking heads, I got a job. <laughs> Amy, Amy, I want to get your thoughts on, on this um, because I, I'm with Graham and Chad. I'm like, how could you possibly go down a path where we're only allowed to spread information from medical doctors who have the same credentials only if they agree with what the, quote, state has told you is okay, even though, I mean, you look at what uh, medicine has told us previously. Pregnant women were allowed to drink. Pregnant women were allowed to smoke. Uh, you know, the, the earth was flat. I mean, it seems to me Wait like there's always a conclusion. There's <laughs> oh, always a oh, did I offend uh -oh. someone? Uh, there's always a conclusion that they deem to be accurate until it's not, and yep. that's the great thing about science. I mean, let's not forget that all the medications that they're recommending are all approved medications here, and the only other 
let's call it viable from their standpoint, right? Viable alternative to this is wear a mask. Right. Stand six feet apart, but we can't even recommend or hear the recommendation of a few, like a cocktail of medications, all of which are approved medications. I I mean, even before this video went viral, my personal physician had a video go viral. He's right here in McKinney, Texas. You can look him up. Same thing happened to him. He has been treating. We can't even get an appointment with this doctor because of he's getting 500 calls a day. Wow. Once this video went out, he is treating people with a combination of the hydroxychloroquine. I believe it's azithromycin, mm-hmm. losartan, aspirin, and zinc. Yeah. All for under $50. At your local pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he is recommending. That's what he's actively treating people. This is a doctor who uses scientific-based evidence and research before he prescribes people things. Do you know they haven't had one person go to the hospital? He keeps a running tally on his wall of how many people are coming in, getting treated, and how many of them are walking away without symptoms, don't have to go to the hospital. Not one person has died. Yeah. It, so it's mind-blowing to me. Well, it shouldn't be mind-blowing anymore. Yeah, forget the cocktail. They want Bill Gates to give you a vaccine. A vaccine. Fauci came out and said there should be one by November. You know what I do, Amy? I drink whiskey. <laughs> Graham, I want to give you last word on this before we, yeah. before we go to break. Um, is, this, is it about the vaccine? Is it about discrediting Trump? What is it that makes them so apt to just shut down any, any conversation about hydroxychloroquine? Well, I never thought that I would start to talk like Glenn does, but at the end of the day, what you're seeing is this is what this is what control looks like. This is what control starts to sound like, feel like. Lord knows Fauci has opened his mouth and 30 percent of what comes out of Fauci's mouth is relatively true. The rest is just garbage. And also, how can you trust a man that throws a baseball quite like Fauci <laughs> throws a baseball? I don't trust anybody that can't. I mean, I'm being for real. There's basic motor functions that I think that you should hold to be able to give me an opinion about things. And anyway, it's just Chad's right. We have a right as Americans. We have a right as Americans to go worship a tree in the backyard if we want to. So don't tell us that we can't listen to credited doctors Mm -hmm. who have an opinion Mm -hmm. against the almighty powers that be. Um, Like I said, yesterday, even for me, that was a really, really big deal what happened yesterday. And people need to really pay attention to it. Yeah. One of the uh, great differences about the United States and China used to be that, you know, they would censor the information that their people were getting from the Internet. And we wouldn't do that. We're a free country. Well, look where we're at now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It didn't take us long to get there. All right, we've got more coming up with Graham Allen, author of America 316, when we come back. Back in a minute. All right, uh, back with Graham Allen here at the table uh, in this lovely little monitor. We wish you were here, Graham, but uh, we know you're a busy man. But I want to talk to you about your book, America 316. Tell us, tell us about it. Why'd you want to write it? 
Well, it's written in crayon, uh, <laughs> and so everybody should be able to uh, read it really well. No, so America 316, I'm really excited about it. Chad, I sent you the book, but I'm yep. sure you hadn't read it nope, yet. No, I read it. Uh, I but guess I, mine just got lost I, in the I'm mail. Excited. Or... Well, well, Chad, Chad, what do you think? Chad, well, I figured he would have given it to you, Sarah, but either <laughs> way. I, I'm not, you signed it, and I'm not giving it up. So when you're president of the United States, I can still say that I got one of the, your first book. It's a great book. Uh, it's, it's Graham and Graham style, right? It is Graham being very upfront, very personal. He shares a lot of personal pictures. He walks through his story all the way back to when his, his childhood, to what he came out of. Mm. And what he's experienced in life to how he kind of, you know, Graham and I met about, what, five years ago and and we were instant. We hit it off and Graham hasn't changed. You talk about people changing when they get a little bit of fame or a voice or a platform. Graham's one of those guys. Like I believe I am will never change. Yeah. It's just it's just I am what you get, you know. So in Graham's the same way, and yeah. this book is representative. Yeah, look look at how I'm dressed today. How can yeah. I change? I know. Right? <laughs> look, look at this. The only thing uh-huh. you will not get out of that book is Graham going, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it might be typed in there, but he can't. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, Chad, sure. and, and and that's how I wanted to write this book. I really think that this is going to be different than any other conservative book out there. I think a lot of people have an idea of what this book is going to be. And I think on the very first line, on the very first page, you're going to be like, oh, wow, that's not what I thought this was going to be. Uh, This book is for every person. 60% of America feel like they can't say what they really want to say. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wrote this book. So my hope is you walk away. There's going to be a lot of people that are upset. There's going to be a lot of people that will laugh and cry and all that stuff. But my hope is everybody can relate to one part of it. Everybody can, you know, grab on and maybe learn something from a part of it. And so I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's launched today. We're out of pre-order finally. People Good. can go to America316.com. We're self-published with this book, and we are breaking every pre sale record of everybody else that has major publishing deals so thank everybody who supported the book and uh yeah yeah, keep keep buying it and if you hate it i don't set it on fire or i don't i don't know you still bought the book so thanks a lot for the paycheck he's a capitalist and i'll say that is a hardback that's a substantial substantial book yeah you got it in your hand you know it's a book it's like graham when he's in my hands i know i done found me a man You know yeah, what I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah. Graham, do you think that that you you touched on something that I, I want to ask you about? Do you think that that's part of the reason that you have been so successful um, is that you are tapping into what you said 60 percent of America wants to say but feels like they can't? Yeah. So and I, I said I'd never be this person, but I talk about that in the book. And anyway, <laughs> uh, in, in in one of the chapters. I talk about that three and a half years ago or so. It's almost four years now when all this stuff started. I didn't realize that I had tapped into something that there was this need and this want of so many people to have their their voice be shared for them because people feel like they can't either through their job or a lot of married couples. You'd be amazed how many people are married that feel like they can't talk to each other about what's going on in the world. And so... I don't know. I didn't know what I was on to back then, I guess. And and it's obviously it has matured and molded over the past couple of years. And I think that this book hopefully 
is the the start of many books. And um, yeah, unless there's a lot of people that are just bold faced lying to my face, nobody has hated it yet. So uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited about it. And, and I hope that people will check it out. Chad, I feel like you can probably relate to that. Right. You've had a lot of success with your truck videos that, you know, you, you just start doing something and you're like, I just need to get this off my chest. Not realizing that you're speaking, you know, you and Graham kind of in the same vein. You're speaking for a lot of people who yeah. can't speak I get told that a lot, you know, for me getting in the I truck and talking. Chad's, Chad's job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this about me and about Graham as well. I, for me, it was therapy. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now I'm all well. Uh, Graham has been very faithful to dance with the one that brought him mm -hmm. through all of his success. He still stays faithful to do the things that that he did at the very beginning because he is the same person mm -hmm. and he was at the very beginning. I give Alyssa all the credit on that. But but Graham is a patriot. He is. I Absolutely. was at my show in uh, this past weekend in Oklahoma City and sitting right in the front row. There's a guy with a Dear America hat. And in the middle of my set, I just stopped and started talking to the guy and we just kind of fellowshiped a little bit and our thing in common was Graham and I love Graham like a brother he's family to me uh, I'd get in the truck right now and start driving if they needed me and and that's what you get you feel like he brings you into his world mm -hmm. and his voice and what motivates that when you read American Th America 316 yeah Graham tell everyone one more one more time before we uh, before we lose you because we know that that you've got to go tell everyone one more time where they can find the book yeah, well, thanks, Chad. That was beautiful. But you can go get the book America 316 at America316.com. I appreciate everybody's support. And uh, yeah, just thank you guys for supporting the book. Yeah, thank you, Graham. And uh, I'll keep waiting for my copy of the book signed in the mail. That's all right. What's up, dude? I feel awkward. I was going <laughs> to a book and you guys went on lockdown. What am I supposed to do? I, you see all these books? I was going to bring all these books. <laughs> All right, we got more to come back in a minute. <laughs> everybody. All right, yesterday's poll, which one has brainwashed more Americans? Uh, the media won this one, 58.5%. Universities came in at 41.5%. But as uh, Ariel pointed out, they do kind of work in conjunction with one another to yeah. just completely screw up the average American's mind. Uh, today's poll. <laughs> Do you think the 2020 presidential debates are still going to happen? Amy, what do you think? Are the 2020 debates still going to happen? Not if they can do anything about it. I mean, at, at this point, I don't I think they're going to keep him, Joe, mm -hmm. hidden mm -hmm. as long as possible. They're going to just pull out this pandemic as long as they can to, you know, in the name of safety, right. in the name of safety, we're not going to have a debate. I mean, it's true because, well, and you look at the two men who are participating, they are in the vulnerable age category oh, true. for coronavirus. So it feels like it fits Shame. very well mm -hmm. for them to say, well, what do you want? Two dead presidential candidates? Mm -hmm. We don't want that. We only want the one dead presidential <laughs> candidate. We want Donald Trump dead, not Joe Biden. That's, of course, what they would say. Chad, what do you This think? is an interesting catch-22. For one thing, it would be the most watched television program in the history of television. I believe that, seriously. Yeah. On the other hand, 
hand, it would also be elder abuse because yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump would trounce the floor. He would trounce Joe Biden and wipe the yeah. floor yeah. with him. So uh, I think that there's a huge executive battle going on amongst the networks saying, do we have this thing? Should we at least have one? Come on. We're talking billions of dollars of revenue. And somebody else is going, you know what? We may not exist if we let this thing happen. That's a great point. Oh. I make great points. I, but I, every once in a while. But I feel like it's the, the devil and the angel on the shoulder, and the devil's always going to win when it comes yeah, to Yeah, I think uh, they'll have the at least media. one. At least the one. At least one. Mm. Well, I did see that the Trump campaign was pushing to um, have more than what was already previously agreed to. Me, and they were like, no, 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 no. Joe Biden seems like, no, 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 no. We're, we're, good with, we're good with just the ones that we already agreed to. It'd be interesting. I say just the one, but if he looked really, really bad, they'd have to pull the plug and call technical difficulties and say the cameras got... Which uh, they COVID. do now. Yeah. They do, well, they... <laughs> yeah. Let's all go to the lobby. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.